Hey, everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. Today, a longtime friend of ours has graced us with his presence. He's been passionate about lifting for the better part of 40 years. He's an occasional powerlifting competitor, as well as a writer and coach, and he resides somewhere in the backwoods of Pennsylvania, like most our other friends. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Chuck Miller. (laughs) Sorry, I interrupted your opening chuck are you there yes yes thanks glad to be here guys we're glad to have you i'm glad you could make it we had uh some technical issues in the beginning not with you with somebody else but uh, we got all that fixed so we're gonna have a good podcast so uh marty let me ask you you and chuck have known each other for a very long time let's start there how did all, how and why did all that begin? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. Well, do you remember Chuck? Yeah. Yeah. You want me to tell you how, how we met? Yes, please. So I was, <laughs> I was working in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, where I think Marty had recently moved within a year or two. I worked at a little machine tool plant, literally two or three streets over from Marty's house called Landis Tool. And I didn't know he lived in that town, but I worked with another interesting little character who Marty has met, uh, a guy named John. I won't even say John's last name on here because he might not want me to, but he was a 148 pound power lifter and a pretty good one at like the regional level. And one day I was having lunch with John and he casually mentioned uh, that Marty Gallagher, who writes for Powerlifting USA, lived in that town. And he was like, have you ever heard of him? And that that struck me so funny because I'd been reading his articles um, for quite some time. So anyway, John left, after lunch and I immediately grabbed the phone book down and started going through the Gallagher listings in the white pages, just calling them. And like the, probably only the third one down, um, I actually got Marty and we talked for a couple minutes. I don't remember what he said, but um, the gist of it was stop on by when you can. I mean, just like that, you know, he's, he, he's, an inviting sort of guy when it comes to training stuff like that. Um, so I th- either that day or the next, I, I went over to his house after work and we, we chatted for a little bit. I have no idea what he thought of me, probably not much. Um, but I just started going over there and hanging out regularly after that. Sometimes I would train and soak up what I could. Other times we would just sit and talk. And, and a lot of times I would eat his delicious cooking. But that's how it started. I just found where I worked and I looked him up and um, wouldn't go away. Marty, is that what happens? Guys look you up in the phone book and you just say, yeah, come on over. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, uh, again, when I eventually pass on, everyone will, all the guys will go, yeah, he was great. We're really going to miss his cooking. (laughs) Now, Marty, when you first saw him, did you think he was a hard gainer? Or what were your thoughts? Yeah, you know, thanks for bringing that up, Jimmy. You know, um, 
<laughs> Chuck is multi-talented and amongst now, we should probably start. We should probably back up a little there bit. There you go. Uh, Chuck is extremely well-educated. Let me see, Chuck. Help me with the litany. You've got a a what and what? Well, I mean, I Come don't know. Come on. No, no what. Spit I'll it out. You've got a, what, what, put much what, of it. What do you, you, what, but, uh, so you've I got a, a degree in business, right? Yeah, I have a journalism undergrad, and then I did a joint MBA JD program in graduate school. And I actually did pass a bar exam as well. I passed the West Virginia bar. So what's a JD? That's a law degree, Jimmy. I think they call it Juris Doctor technically. Okay. okay. But, what do you mean you think? You're 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 a lawyer. Yeah. Well, acts like you know, as a lawyer, he's like Jack Nicholson in Easy Rider, if you've ever <laughs> seen that movie. But Marty, he's your lawyer, right? He's your corporate lawyer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> hey, he's my I'm lawyer. Trying, when I call I'm him and say, to "Duck, am I going to go to jail over this?" <laughs> <laughs> so Chuck has three degrees. Um, how many decades did you spend at University of West Virginia? <laughs> the better part of a full decade, we'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. You were a professional student, right? It took a while, Marty. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Trying to find yeah. Himself. yeah. Part of that, man, I can't, I graduated my undergrad in 1991, right in the middle of desert storm. And yeah. I was like, man, I'm not going to be able to get a job. This economy is terrible. So I went to grad school. <laughs> so, hey, man. so he called right. Mar Marty so Gallagher. How, so how many, how many total years did you spend at the university? Eight, eight, four undergrads. Oh, eight. Three for law school and, and one extra to finish up the MBA that I'd started during law school. So eight years. And now you do none of it, right? Well, that's pretty accurate, Marty. Pretty much. I mean, he's been able to retire <laughs> though, Marty. Don't leave that out. He's retired already. Journalism. What? Yeah, journalism. Partially retired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I work part time and and do a little bit of writing, but uh, my career has, uh, <laughs> from my mother's standpoint, been regrettable. <laughs> well, what I want to know is those those workouts, Marty, what, what were they like there when you first started? Did you just check out his form and all that? Or were you competing oh, already, Chuck? Or what was the deal? Yeah, yeah, he was competing. He was he was he was pretty good. I don't know. You were like what a. Uh, 500, 355 kind of guy. Yeah, that's a, in the neighborhood, Marty. I remember the first time. Nine, at a 98, I think you were 98. I was, I was. I, I remember the first time we met, um, Marty had me turn around and. But, but wait a minute, Chuck, lay out the whole scene there like you did for me. It's very interesting. <laughs> what was the scene like over there? Because right, it's a whole right. visual. Okay. Well, without trying to embarrass anybody, but you know, I think maybe, I mean, I'm sure Marty gets calls from a lot of people that are pretty damn annoying and I'm, I could probably am one of them at times, but I went over there and I think maybe there was a little new guy intimidation factor going on because he had the room pretty dark. He was sitting off to the side in I believe a rocking chair where I couldn't quite make out all of Marty too much. And I, I yeah, he's sitting in the dark. <laughs> and, and I'm I in a young man. The room. 
That is no damn different than yesterday. Come in, young man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, he kind of gave me the once over a little bit. Um, his his answers were, if I remember right, were kind of cryptic at first. And he let me yammer on and whatnot. But eventually we talked a bit. Kind of like kind of like kind of like now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, eventually he had me walk across the room to where he was sitting and, and he asked me to turn around. I thought, Oh boy, what's, am I in trouble? Here? Uh, <laughs> uh, but he, he kind of like grabbed my lats a little bit and um, was just like said something about, well, that's good. I can tell you train your back, but you, you know, you've got work to do. We could bring that up still. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Oh, well, you know, we failed, Jim. And did you go lift then? No, we didn't lift that first day, Jimmy. Okay. We just talked for a little bit. Yeah. Well, we made up for lost time. I couldn't get rid of the guy. Uh, his peak year, maybe the peak of your life, Chuck, I wanted to ask you about this. You remember the uh, that glorious time when you were laid off for 26 weeks? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And you were getting unemployment. You had just purchased the house in Hagerstown. And of course, yes. the deciding factor in the purchase was the fact that it had an above ground pool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so gets in the gets in the new house, gets settled in and he gets laid off yeah. in six weeks. And he's like, I'm going to make the most of it. Uh, if there was such a thing as national and international canning competitions, <laughs> Chuck would be, he'd be like, I don't know, he'd be the Caucasian Michael Jordan. That's for Did sure. he have a good tan? Did he have a good tan? Oh, my God. Uh, he looked like a bronze penny just a minute. It was incredible. Well, Unbelievable. I walk outside and and, and I kind of darken up for whatever reason. But yeah, Marty's right. I was spending a lot of time outside and I was spending a lot of time up at his place. We had some crazy he, workouts. He, glowed. He, look, he, looked, he looked like he was radioactive. <laughs> so what do you mean he, crazy? He well, wait, now wait, let me just finish because, because you know, don't cross over the way this guy looked. I mean, it was freaky. He was burnt orange with these white eyeballs and when he smiled, he had teeth like baseballs. What the? Baseball. I don't, I don't know right. if this is accurate. Oh, big, 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 ass white, big ass white teeth all set against this bronzed body. I don't know. It was just. Um, maybe this, maybe, maybe this was the bodybuilder in Chuck trying to come out. No, I wasn't a bodybuilder. No, I wasn't a bodybuilder. He was, just, he was just a sun worshiper. Were you naked over there on that deck? I think it's happened a time or two, Marty. Oh, man. Uh, okay, I thought so. I thought so. I thought so. it was the beginning of it. Anyway, we won't hey, get no to go down that highway. <laughs> yes. Now, continue the workouts. Was that when we were doing the crazy? We were trying the crazy stuff and eating the steaks every day. Yeah, I remember one experiment we got on, Marty. I'm going to say they were all your idea, but we decided to take a small off squat routine. Nice. <laughs> and spread it out a little bit. So like, he would have them squatting. I think the small log, you squat like four times a week. Yeah. Or five. And, yeah. 
and, and we squatted, we only squatted, I think, twice a week, Jim, but. No, 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 no. Uh, we did four I, times a week. I thought we stretched it a little. but No, no, no. After we got right. into it. And had, no, not any, not anyway. We got into it. We did it for four weeks. That, yeah. Then we said, "Oh, now we need to stretch it because this oh, okay, is yeah. too much." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So don't interrupt him. Okay. Got it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I remember at that same time, Marty was also uh, doing some writing and experimenting with a heart rate monitor as well. And oh, yeah. he put a heart rate monitor on me during one of those squat sessions. I, I wasn't <laughs> super strong, Jimmy, but I think one of those sessions, I was telling JP in the pre-meeting that this it, it called for five sets of seven right. with four and a quarter for me, I think. And <laughs> not that much rest between. And it was like 90 degrees. It was hot, you know. And August. It was August, and we per I purposely kept the garage door shut to make it more torturous. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. So thirty-five total. The, ther the thermometer would the thermometer would register over hundred. Yeah, yeah. So I did thirty-five total reps there with four and a quarter in shit. I don't know, <laughs> like like twenty-five minutes or something. You know, we did a set yeah. rest a little and bit. I, I was I was I was right behind him at three eighty-five. Damn, you guys are working, huh? Yeah. And yeah. Then, so anyway, Jimmy, here's the wild part. He had that heart rate monitor on me. And now this is three or four sets in and sweat's pouring off me and I'm pretty amped up. But I might have this wrong, but I thought he told me after one of those sets or when we went to eat after we were eating our steak and he was laughing and he said, Chuck, your heart rate right before you dipped under that bar and unracked it, your heart rate before you even started hit 180. No. Oh, oh yeah, with with the heat. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, it would it would peak at two ten under load, mm. yeah, right during the set. But you recover quickly. Also, I think you have a. I think your heart rate set higher, isn't it? I think it can. What's be. your re what's your, re what's your resting? Do you know? I don't know what it is currently, but it has been as low as like sixty beats a minute at. You know? Yeah. Well, that's not 45. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 60. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But again, with, with the heat and everything and, and alt and after we would train, we would eat. Yeah. That was part of it. We got the timing down. So I had it down. So, and we were grilling rib steaks and I had it down. So within 10 minutes of when we finished training, we would walk to the deck, sit down in the chairs and I would throw big, great, good rib steaks on each plate and whatever vegetable we had kicking around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> whatever was in season that we'd got at the little green shack when we buy the vegetables from the Mennonite farmers nice. might be asparagus, might be whatever. Yeah, potatoes. Who knows? To this day, I don't right, like potato. like Marty does. He, he puts them all in a pan together and lets them sit there and like congeal together. I, so I never knew vegetables could be delicious until he cooked them. Oh yeah, yeah. you're chicken. You are you are kitchen ch challenge. Is Chuck easy to please with the cooking now, Marty? 
Oh, yeah, but he's got, he's got good taste. He knows, he knows the difference between good and great and average, that's for sure, because he's got so much damn practice. Uh, I was one, one time I had him over here, and he wasn't, this wasn't bragging or anything, but basically I was like, this chicken is going bad. I got to cook it. Right. So I deboned, I deboned, and he ate eight chicken thighs, crispy chicken thighs. Nice. And not showing off or nothing. Just you know, I said yeah. you get these are going to go bad. Eat, eat them. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want them. And he said no problem. He, he ate eight of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatever the marinade he put on the outside of those that skin before he crisped it up, crisped it up. I can still taste it today. Delicious. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Well, hey, wow. Uh, okay, there you go, buddy. Hey, I wanted, uh, to, I wanted to ask you guys, how old were you guys when uh, you were doing this uh, squat routine? Chuck, you were in your, what, 30s? Yeah, you know, I wasn't. One of my um, unfortunate things in life is I, I wish I would have met Marty when I was 15, 17, something like that. Yeah. But I was oh, out of sure. grad school and working. So I was somewhere in my early 30s. I don't think I'd hit mid-30s yet, but 32, okay. 33, something like that. So, Maybe 34. And I think you and I are, what are you, 49, 50? I'm 51, JP. Okay. So Marty's 20 years older than we are. So that would have put him, you know... Uh, maybe late 20 years older back, so. back yeah. whenever yeah yeah that's right that's yeah. right and, Chuck, and marty was Chuck, and, and marty you my, were squatting my you were cavalcade just, hmm? right no i was, i was gonna say on the squat routine you said you're right behind chuck you know you're in your late 50s doing what 385 for for seven reps five total sets or whatever or seven sets or whatever yeah. you're doing that's pretty good. That yeah, 100 plus degrees, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Pretty damn now, did good. You, that's right. Did you, did you guys do the same routine with the bench and the deadlift, or was it just the squats? No, I'm going to tell you what. Before we move on, <clears throat> in hindsight, that routine sucked. <laughs> because of the Yeah, line. I mean, what happened after? Yeah, I mean, it, you're it just weaker was or stronger? Kill. It was just, yeah, no, yeah, it was overkill. The recovery. I mean, I guess, I guess if you're living in um, – you know, uh, uh, Petrograd and you go into the local drugstore and get a fistful of D ball and you guard a shopping center and you sleep all day. That's all you do. Then I guess you can do that. Yeah. But yeah. you, you know, the, the volume, it was ridiculous, but I wanted to try it because I wanted to say that we did it. Sure. And how, how are you going to squat like that four times a week? There's never any rest. You're, you're just shattering the body over and over and over and over and over on the mistaken premise that by somehow repeatedly shattering it, it's going to make it more resistant to being shattered. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's wrong thinking. It's wrong thinking. The, let's not shatter the body. And also, are you going to deadlift? Are you going to do any power cleans? You're going to squat four times a week. And now what, what are we going to do? Deadlift twice a week? Right. You, you know what I mean? Now you're really killing the body. And then you're going to do some of Jim's favorite one-arm rows? I don't think so. <laughs> it just didn't work. It was just ridiculous. It, you know what it was? It was another one of these programs which was written by someone who doesn't do it. Looks good on paper. Yeah. Well, if you don't 
actually do it, you don't endure the torture and go, man, that's ridiculous. That doesn't, that's crazy now. And, right. and we're not sissies. We've been around the block. You know, it, it's not like, you know, we're some high school kid who can't hang, <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's too damn much. If, if you're now, if you're doing a bodybuilding and you're looking to, and now if you lighten the, the poundages up and we're doing, I don't know, 60%, right, fast and quick for five sets of seven, and you're looking to get leaned out, maybe that would be appropriate. And you know what? Skip the deadlift if you're looking to get leaned out. Just do a bunch of squats and a bunch of benches and a bunch of what, what, lat pull downs and, you know, bodybuilder stuff. Yeah diet do, do a bunch of cardio yeah get, yeah do you know run around do cardio uh also i wanted to mention that chuck is always a good athlete he was playing semi-pro football to your how old off and on till i was about 38 marty when it, whenever i could find yeah. a team to play for yeah 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 and that uh would you what was your would you run your 40 you're, when you were really old, you ran a good 40-yard dash. What was that? No, Marty, you know, my 40 wasn't that good. I mean, no, no, I'm, I'm not very quick. Now, one thing I did do when I was – again, I don't think I was quite 40 yet, but I might have been 38. I am just not much of a runner. But one summer I got in my head that I wanted to run a 60-second 400, which is really like a good high school time. But but it was hard for me at first, you know, and not even a good high school time, probably just an average high school time. But I ran out and ran a four. Depends what, depends what you it depends what you weigh. Yeah, I was over You're big, right? I, I was over two hundred, Jim. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a good time for a two a two hundred and ten pound guy. And I was still lifting. You know, I'm still lifting heavy, but. I went out and I tried to run one and I ran it in like seventy five <laughs> seconds and I was like, shit, I got some work to do here. Um, and but but a- after six or eight weeks of training it that summer in the heat, I liked running in the heat. Um, I-, I did break a 60 second quarter, which I thought was pretty cool at my age and not being yeah. a serious runner. Yeah. <clears throat> and that puts you in sh- shape. I mean, that's you want some blazing lungs, man. That's the way to do it. I just don't enjoy doing <clears throat> quarter miles on the flat. I was done with it after that. I mean, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't fire me up. It's just nothing I want to repeat. Yeah. yeah. Something that, if you dread something, you, you, unless you're, you know, iron willed, um, you, you don't want to do it. <clears throat> I want to do cardio I enjoy, and it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't hey, speak all at once, you guys. You're not doing any cardio. I no, love I love it. I love cardio. What do you do, oh, JP? Do my favorite. What do you do, JP? <laughs> I, I haven't been in, doing any cardio. Although oh, I'm leaning, okay. I'm leaning out. I'm not doing cardio. I'm leaning out. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm eating less carbs. I'm eating smaller portions. I'm keeping my strength and getting stronger and leaning out. So, um, super. Uh, what do you do? I got. I got such a super tight schedule, man. It's like weightlifting right now is all I got time for. I don't know. I haven't weighed my side. I don't have a scale and I haven't been to the doctor lately. Uh, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> right, I'd say I'm in the two eighties. Dang. That'd be I'm good. Saying. That big JP. 
Yeah, he's huge. Uh, I've been a while since I've seen him. But yeah, he's huge. Yeah. I'm 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 in uh, I'm probably in much better shape now than last time I saw you. His calves alone are 20, 30 pounds. Tony. Chuck, <laughs> yeah. Chuck, when you and I first met, I mean that was Chuck's, uh, Chuck's got some calves on him too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got good calves. That was probably like 10 years ago, wasn't it? 12? How'd y'all meet? How'd y'all meet? We did a uh, we were doing something in um, Virginia at a little trade show and uh, we were going to be at one of our dealers booths and uh, I asked Marty to go out there with me and he did and he brought Chuck along uh, and, and we worked the booth all bring, day. Had, did we bring Mike Davis with us, Chuck? I can't remember. No, it was just me and you, Marty. And uh, okay. yeah, we had a lot of fun that day. We took a ride in my car and JP made fun of it because he could barely get in it. <laughs> Is that the same car you still have? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We laughed our ass. What what ha what happened? We went to eat, and then we we're going to go check out Lifetime Fitness after. We got in the car and we we're laughing our ass off about something. I it had like iced up or something. I don't remember what it was, but uh, no, Mike Davis had come out that weekend because I that's when I met him. But Chuck, you weren't there that day, so Mike Davis came out like the first day I was there. Loved meeting Mike Davis, but I don't remember. I don't think he went to the trade show with us, did he, Marty? No, I don't think so. He was there for a little bit. He met us at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. Mike was a big Mike was a big fan of the cross core. Chuck was a chronic misuser of the cross core. So, <laughs> I, so I spent forty five minutes instructing this crowd around the cross core the proper use of it. So. I walk away to get a sandwich. I come back 15 minutes later and Chuck has a bunch of salesmen and they're doing little partial rep push-ups. going, I can do a hundred. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, that's great. You know, just undo everything. We just spent full range of motion, slow down, use a grind speed, you know, all the stuff. Now nah, throw it away. We're going to do little tiny movements as fast as we can. Who can do a hundred? Let's go. Marty's gone. We can have fun. We had a push-up contest. He's right about that. A push-up contest. That's what it was. And everybody's yeah. rep stroke, Jimmy, was about five inches. He's getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I were, think... Oh, they were loving it. They were I think a great the, time. They were... The, the Marty, the biggest takeaway from, from that weekend, just, you know, working with the with you on the, the cross-court and all that, uh, the biggest takeaway for me was the sissy squats that you showed us. So you're doing suspension trainer sissy squats, right? And you're doing it with your, your heels elevated. And I don't remember what we were using to elevate our heels. I think it was like a, um, a ramp for, a, for one of the, the power racks there or something. And I'll tell you, and you're like, you know, you're, you're taking us through the whole thing, nice and slow, grind speed, come all the way down, stretch, no explosion drive the hips forward. And I'll tell you what, man, you want to kill those thighs, do those sissy squats on a, on like a suspension trainer with your heels elevated. Try did, it. did you ever do those, Jim? Never did it. Never did sissy squats. I think I did it and I felt like my knees were, were going to go somewhere. Yeah. 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 Chuck, did you do them? Uh, not regularly. Now I remember Jimmy and I, when I was at Penn, 
uh, we had the slant boards and that, that yeah, alone was kind of new for me. Yeah, we, did. we did some yep. squatting with our heels up on the different elevations of the slant board. And you could really feel that in your quads a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, the, yeah. the regular sissy squat will make you feel like your knees are going to tear out of your, your legs. But uh, if you do them this way, you can work with the angle of your body and kind of change the resistance yeah. and all that. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot more user friendly. Sit back more, probably sit back. Yeah. Also, also using the cross core, you, you lighten exactly. your body weight right. at that key point where it's maximum knee pain. If you're just like hanging on to a rack or something. Yeah. You want to hear the right. first you time can... I met Chuck? Yeah. Anybody yeah. Yeah. Marty, you were there. So Marty and I just started, I guess, talking or whatever, and you were doing a seminar at Phil Scarito's place, I believe. Mm. And okay. Chuck was with you. And we met in a hotel room, me and uh, Christy and Tracy, remember? And I may have been under the influence of something at the time. And Chuck was talking, and <laughs> I had never heard. And I'd lived down south for 15 years. And I had never heard an accent so strong in my life. Now, he's, he's doing the newscaster thing today on the podcast. But when he gets going and he's relaxed, you, you, I, I was having trouble understanding. So I looked at him. Yeah. I'd just known him for about 10 minutes. And I said, man, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> I said, he said, yeah. And I said, Is that yes, really? Yes, like you may. Is that really your accent? <laughs> he said, well, Jim, yeah. That's <laughs> you remember that, yep. Chuck? You remember that? Yeah, I do, I do remember that, man. I thought you guys were. You and, you and Tracy Christie came in, and I thought, oh, my goodness, who is this man? Uh, but, but yeah. Chuck, you're originally from Pennsylvania, or are you from uh, Virginia? No. Oh, no, God, Virginia. no. Man, I get a plug in here. <laughs> I'm from Bridgeport, West Virginia. I oh. love West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. yeah, West Virginia. yeah. Chuck's has shirts. Yeah, you know that, um, yeah, well, yeah, I was just going to mention that. What would yeah. that shirt say, Chuck? Oh, you mean the shirts I sell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's another one of my business ventures that didn't get too far. But I have. What, what, what do the shirts say? They say defend West Virginia and they have two crossed muskets. Now, I the shirt that I got, they had misspelled Virginia. No way. Yep. <laughs> you didn't get it from me. <laughs> yeah, you sent me a pro you sent me a prototype. That defend West it. Virginia and Virginia was spelled with an A. No, it was like I I still got it. Well, I'll if we were if we were gonna misspell anything, at least we misspelled Virginia because that they <laughs> I'm not too, I'm not too much of a fan of them. It's West Virginia, dang it. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they're only fifteen miles from me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then we all we all would go down and train the uh, special forces together, man. That was yeah. a good time. Good. Time. Oh man, I, the, I've had incredible experiences through you guys. I mean, I met so many people through Marty and through you too, Jim. That I would have never met otherwise. I'm getting ready to meet somebody else with you, apparently. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And really? then when I when as the years went by. I was training. I went a couple of years at Penn where I didn't train the football team. And then I started training them again. And I went up to the head coach. I said, man, I need some help. I need somebody I can trust. And that'll make me laugh <laughs> and works his ass yeah. off. I called Chuck. I said, man, you want to, you want to come coach with me? I think you came in the next day, didn't you? Yeah. 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 Remember that time, Jimmy, that um, 
you you had to take your son to school or something and you you asked me if I could cover the morning workout yeah. and it was in your office on the desk and I'm sitting there looking through the window trying to take a picture of it on the desk and blow it up and I'm like oh man what are we gonna work what are we gonna do today right <laughs> how did you eventually what get did, it what what is no hide a key so, so what did you do well, I couldn't find the key, and I think I had beat Tracy. I, I got there 45 minutes early. I was all amped up, JP. I wanted to, you know, because it was my show that day. Um, but I, so I took a picture of it through that window and then blew it up. And, you know, I'm stretching it on my phone, and it's all blurry. And I'm like, well, I think I can make it out. But, you know, we were just – we were squatting and doing cleans and uh, some yeah. accessory stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got through it. You know, it was fine. <laughs> I think Tracy showed up later and was laughing and opened up the office and got it. And it was close. What I told him to do was close enough that I didn't I'm go. Sure. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 And then we had road trips. We had some fun on the road trips. And Chuck's a good part of But he snores. Marty, I don't know, man. That is some snoring, man. I don't know if you ever heard that before. I am. Um, I'm. You know. I've roomed with Karwaski. I've roomed ah, with Chuck. Too. I've roomed with. I've roomed with the best of them. I, I, yeah. I'm like a. I'm like a catatonic sleeper. I, I just it doesn't seem to bother me. Wow. Uh, one time, on the rhythm of it. One, if you get the rhythm, it's pretty good. You know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. I'm. I'm. Seem to be immune to that. But. Uh, the, the, you know. Else? Yeah. Go ahead, sir. I was going to say the most interesting thing I learned about you guys uh, when it comes to sleeping and hotels and all this was when we all went to Virginia beach a couple of years ago and I walk in one of the rooms, I think it was, I think Marty and Jim were staying together and I'm looking out, there's mattresses out on the, the balcony and, yeah. and everything shifted around. It looks like there was an earthquake and a hurricane combined that <laughs> blew through everything everywhere. I, and I said, what I is love, going I on? Love, I love I love sleeping out on the balcony uh, in a, at the beach. Yeah. It's like, and, and I love like, that. It's fabulous. I, I sleep on the balcony. And I thought, oh, that's yeah. genius. However, it was February. So. Yeah. That's what covers are for. Which, which didn't phase you. That's what covers are for. And yeah. I asked the other guys. That's, and it, that's how we do it. We put covers on us and they keep us warm. Gillingham was there. He does the same thing. <laughs> Everybody says hot. It's like, it's like catchy. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Everybody runs on hot all the time. Yeah. That is right. That and is that, you exactly know, really right. I think it's our fuel. I know. Yeah. I you know, you know, I have two daughters, so I live with uh, I've lived with three women for many, many years. And I'm even the, even even our dogs were female. So when I got out to Virginia Beach, I was yeah. called my wife. I said, I'm in heaven over here. All these guys are always hot all the time. They're always hungry. This is the <laughs> best thing I've ever done. I, these guys yeah. relate to me. Yeah. And they like to lift weights and shoot guns. Yeah. Man, we did some good eating in Virginia Beach, boy. I'll yeah. tell you what. And really, and I was going to say the best part of all that, yeah, teaching the special forces is wonderful. But the, is hanging out with them and all of us afterwards. And going having some beers or just or just yes. talking training and talking everything, man. You, you you learn more like that, and you you get good friends like that. And it's just a, a blast, man. I can't. I could always. Uh, as soon well, as we get done, we, we, we always, stop at a beer store, you know. Yeah. Well, we'd always have um, 
Shuckers is our default place, and the right. breakfast place. What was that place called? Uh, That's when Brad had the heart attack. Warthog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Chuck. You know the place, that little yeah. cottage place. It's a little you know, that yeah. we would always eat breakfast then, right? Uh, yeah, I don't remember what it's Good called. Right. But I re uh, I remember Gillingham. Talk togs. Talk togs. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Shrimp and grits too. Talk togs. Yeah. Gil but, Gillingham. But great, great breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> But Gillingham was getting ready to, to order and he's like looking, I could see like a, a look of confusion on his face and the waiter, the waitress comes over and he goes, he goes, oh, I want that. But he, and he points to the thing on the menu. He goes, but I don't think a guy should be saying he, he wants to have a heart attack or something. All these dishes were called like the heart attack, the, the stroke, you know, because it's like 10,000 calories. And, 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 and he's like, what's so funny? And he goes, he goes, I'll have one of those and some sides of pork chops. <laughs> or, or, or two of those. And that's what I kept telling him. I said, Brad, this is ridiculous. I said, lady, get them two. I mean, yeah. really, come on. The big boy. Yeah. Two breakfasts. I mean, look at them. Look at them. Come on. How much? It takes more fuel to, you know, run a 40,000 pound load than, you know, takes for the well, normal. Well, I know. That one time. Yes, uh, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You're a relatively light eater, though. <laughs> Who? J JP, you're a relatively He's light a eater. You're eater. not. Well, I don't eat. No, I, I am now. I don't eat all that much anymore, but I used to. Yeah, I probably used to eat. But, well, maybe not as well, much as Brad, but. Well, I'm just saying not recent. I mean, go out with uh, Brad or Kirk. Kirk and Bobby Myers, when those guys were rolling, oh my God! And well, and it was never, sh never, never showing off. But you know, and, oh, one time, one time we went to a buffet with Kenny Fantano. He got three dinners and ordered four baked potatoes. I'm like, I never seen a guy eat four baked potatoes at a sitting. Yeah, right. In addition to three dinners, and all the other guys. They had to spread out. They had to get a table for eight for four guys. Well, for, that one deli. All, all, the, all the plates, you know, uh, let's say Gene Denae was weighing 420. Danny Diorco was weighing 280. Kenny was weighing 360. I was the girl of the crowd weighing 220. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, so we drove in my, my minivan, my pathetic little minivan with a four-cylinder engine. So Ken, as we're getting in, he goes, all right. So we have to position. He said, if, if myself and Gene get on one side, we're in danger of rolling over. I said, oh, my God. I said, we've got, we've got one cylinder for each guy. <laughs> oh, God. And yeah. we had to go 300 miles through the Allegheny Mountains. Oh, it was, it was horrible. What does, and then what, come does back home. Marty, what does a Marty Gallagher minivan look like? You got a picture of that? Uh, this was back in the the ancient days when they first came out and they were a hot like the, item the the baby blue plymouth with the the wood uh the wood wall no, it was a the maroon, side and spoke wheels maroon yeah the, yeah the, yeah the fake wood that was the best and then in the cadillacs <laughs> they had the pla the plastic wood in the interior i love right. that <clears throat> so anyway let's not get off in cars let's get back to chuck chuck did I, you, I was you gonna know, I was going to throw one more thing in there, guys. Uh, I remember one of those nights at the SEAL thing, it's Brad and <laughs> Bill Scarito, the biggest guy there, got 
was rooming with the smallest guy there. <laughs> and poor Phil, I guess Brad opened up every window in the room in the middle of the night and, yeah. and, yeah, yeah, and had his mattress out on the deck, like yeah, yeah. talking about or something. Poor Phil got up in the middle of the night, one, two, three in the morning, I don't know when, and rented another room. He got on, his own room. On his own dime. And, he was and freezing. He, he weighs 127 pounds. He was freezing. And then he had a fear that Brad was going to eat him after a while. He went to breakfast the next day and he just looked ill. I'm like, what's wrong, Phil? I think they roomed together last time when we all went out there. It must have come um, to an agreement. Yeah. We forced him to do that. Yeah. You know, Marty, our, you know, Marty and I went down there. Entertainment. Marty and I went down there a couple of times uh, by ourselves and uh, we went to this whiskey and burger place. You've been there, JP. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. You know what? what? I, I missed it. Yeah, I, you guys went there the day before I got there. Oh, OK. Well, some and Marty yeah, you did, got you did there it. and they had beers and everything, too. And Marty said, ah, I'm just stick to beer. Do not let me get into yeah. the whiskey. Do not let me get into the whiskey. <laughs> He's me so that. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get into the whiskey. So I'm doing shots. All of a sudden, <laughs> Marty had an empty shot glass, and he had downed some whiskey, like, unbeknownst yeah. to me. I was in charge of not letting That's him. Right. And I'm like, hey, dude, you said you weren't going to have some whiskey. He said, that was your job, and you failed. <laughs> and I said, tomorrow's participants will suffer. Yeah. But we shall not suffer tonight. Let's no, that's and right. we drank and drank and drank. And man, did we have some bad hangovers for those guys okay. the next morning. Yeah. It was not yeah. good. Now, in that same bar, we saw the drummer for Pantera. So he walks in and I look at one what? of them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there with all the special forces guys, their wives, all of us. And I said, guys, that's the freaking drummer, Vinnie Paul from Pantera. It was he was with uh the band hell yeah and they just had a concert so he's this famous whiskey drink he's since passed but he, he has a famous whiskey drinker crown roll crown roll so i run up to the bartender man i need a shot of crown roll i get two shots i walk up and i said hey man i just want to you know let you know i appreciate all the great music big fan all that i bought you a shot he goes oh man i'm on a three-day drunk and i'm letting it you know i'm not doing it and i was like okay so i hit them both shots bam just right there <laughs> I was like, I still appreciate your music, brother. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, lead singer, uh, drummer, Pantera walks right in the bar. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I like the jungle place we went that last night. Remember that? With all the, the guns. Yep. Guns on the wall and stuff to, you know, taxidermy stuff. Rifles. And <laughs> you were there, JP. It was, sur it was surreal. <laughs> was Remember, JP brought in this lady and was, we were trying to get her get a contract or something like that. And I guess I'd had a couple beers or something. I don't know. So I was like, well, what's your deal, lady? You left or what? <laughs> JP was like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> That's not the worst thing I heard. Jesus. <laughs> Wasn't for that, me. Wasn't for me. And, you know, who said it? You can't say anything. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, what are you going to say? Um the uh, but that was a nice place. That was uh, what was that? The Hunt Club or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, also, you, go you know, Chuck. I gotta say this about Chuck. We almost let this slip by. Chuck's is a he's he's a master of rest and relaxation. Okay. Yep, I've heard he's, that. Um, he's he also is now Chuck. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
He's got some interesting philosophic views. He once told me that his ideal business venture would be self-storage. It still is. And it is a good still one. Still is. And again, and again, when I quizzed him on it, he had very well thought out. He said, he said, Marty, it's the income to work ratio. Yeah. He said, with self-storage, he said, it's off the charts. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. around me, uh, around, you know, in Texas. Yeah. 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 With everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I looked into it. The land is pretty expensive here, but I'm thinking that pretty well runs itself. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, but oh, well, Jim oh, could help you. Yeah, here. Listen, let me, let me, let me jog your memory. Do you remember the time that we went to that horrible West Virginia motel at that racetrack slash casino? Of course. And I had Doug Furness come by the room and talk to us for three hours because I was interviewing for muscle muscle and fitness. I was interviewing him for muscle and fitness. And so I had a bunch of lifters say, can we come by and we'll be like real quiet. And I said, well, and I, you know, Doug could be moody. So I contacted him and said, yeah, I don't care. He was in a good, good headspace. And he just came by and kind of rocked back and, he talked for three hours. You were you you were there, right, Chuck? Oh, absolutely. And then Marty, we were changing venues for some reason. There was like a press conference. That guy that ran it, Nick Busick. I mean, there was a cash prize yeah. that Nick won and everything. But we were changing venues, and that same damn um, Honda Civic that JP made fun of, uh, <laughs> Doug. Doug got in the front in the passenger seat beside no me, way. and Ed Cohn squeezed in the back seat. And both of them, no out. way. Yeah, and I was I was even joking with him. I'm like, man, this is this is a real honor to be driving you guys around. And I think Doug was like, yeah, well, it kind of sucks for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that little death magnet. <laughs> yeah. God darn. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Hanging out with. Hanging out with Doug Furness and Ed Cone. Yeah, didn't have uh, tires that look like baloney skins too. Like, didn't you need like new tires or something? <laughs> I, I don't know. What a mess! It's possible that car's still on the road. Um, Christina's brother bought that car from me, and he still drives it. Yeah, that thing lasts forever. Does, it, does he know the history? You probably could have got a little bit more if uh, you had the history on it. I know, but I wanted to tear the steering wheel out that well no i guess doug didn't touch that i should have tore his seat out and kept it uh, <laughs> and hey and you, uh, Go ahead. Hey, hey let's talk about lifting a little bit more the question i want to ask chuck is what kind of a lifting partner was was marty you guys trained for like 10 years together right yeah. 10 15 years yeah you guys I actually mean, competed together we did we did i probably i mean i don't I think maybe Marty's last meet I did with him. It was yep. he pulled over five hundred in his sixties at that meet. Uh, he knows the details. Squat, of that squatted squatted four fifty raw. Yeah, weighing two hundred four. Yeah, wonderful memory. No. But we ha- he was we a have t- a good picture. 60, age age sixty five. 
Yeah, we have a good picture of that deadlift. Yeah, you're doing you're doing 500 or whatever. Oh, I was I was hurting. I I torqued myself coming erect on the squat. Oh, okay. This is a funny story. You know, you know Matt, crazy Matt. So uh, I had no intention. I hadn't squatted over 385 pounds that cycle because I took the meet with six weeks and I got talked into it by Chuck and Don and these guys, I really didn't want to do it, but they said, Oh, you got to do it. You got to do it. So anyway, I took it on six weeks and I didn't squat over 385. So I, I opened, I forget with what it was, 365 and then went to 385. And then I said, Matt, go see what the national record is. Cause I'm figuring 865. It can't be over what, what 400, so he comes back and he goes, 445. I went, what? <laughs> I said, who did it? Jim Cash? Who? Is, it, is he still lifting? Who Who did it? Roger Estep died before he got to be 65. Who's, who did that? John Black. Okay, it had to be John Black. Right? And he didn't know. So I, I said, all right, God damn it. So, excuse me. I said, gosh darn. And so I called for 450. I made it by the skin of my teeth. I cut it a little bit uh it it passed and uh made it by the skin of my teeth but i corkscrewed coming erect because mm-hmm. c- it was so difficult <clears throat> and um it i had to be pulled up off the bench <laughs> i couldn't get up i couldn't get down on the bench i couldn't get up on the bench i was like locked up in my back Tweet your low back yeah it, Oh, yeah, I twisted in the, like in the middle and I couldn't. And so I pulled 500 and then I pulled five and a quarter and I missed 550, which I'd made in training. I'd made 550 in training. <clears throat> but that was it. That was age 65. After that, I tore my, um, my meniscus. I had a double meniscus tear. And after that, it was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Although I, I did... Um, I pulled 400 last week, which I think is the 56th straight year that I pulled 400 or more. I pulled 400 for the first time when I was 14, 15, 15 years old is when I first pulled four or five. That's awesome. So 56 straight years. So cool. Impressive, man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Jake, I'll tell one little story about that training cycle with Marty. So a lot of the time we spent together, he was training with me, but he was more training me for these mostly local and regional meets. Uh, occasionally he'd jump in and do one. We did one down in Richmond together and he was definitely yeah. for that. But that training cycle for that last one was, uh, I mean, he, he was really serious for that. He got really quiet the last few weeks of that. I knew not to say much at all. But he was following me. We were training at sort of a new, unfamiliar gym. It was a place we could have all to ourselves a little bit. And he was meeting me at a shopping center and following me over to this place. And um, I, I slipped through a yellow light ahead of him. And there was no good place to pull over. And I, I tried to slow down and wait on him. But it just wasn't possible. And I ended up at the gym a, a little ahead of him. Man, he pulled in that gym. I I thought my head was going to be ripped off. The man was not happy. It was an amped up mood for the training and everything. And he's like, don't you ever 
drive off from a light and leave me again. And man, <laughs> I, just, I knew better. I knew better, you know. Uh, but I, I just, I, I've always thought about that and the intensity. Sixty plus year old man, and he's serious about this. How close was that to the meet you guys were doing? Two, three weeks out. Two or three weeks. Okay, so it's kind of down to the wire. <laughs> we, don't, we don't even train. Oh, the oh, oh, oh! And by the way, the punchline was is that Matt misread. It, it, that was not the record. That that was like the geared record for yeah. fifty-five year olds. He totally misread the record. The record was, in fact, like three ninety. Yeah. <laughs> but, because, <laughs> but because of his dumbass misread, it caused me to do four fifty because the record's four forty-five. I said, "Why is that way?" <laughs> so, does, where, did, where is your record now? Is it? Does it yeah, still stand? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I, God, I don't, I don't know. I don't care. Well, you blew it, away that it mattered at the time. It mattered at the time Yeah. to me, but you know, I'm tall. I'm not a, I'm not a stocky at five ten, which is my honest height for my leverages. I mean, even at two seventy five, I would be considered, meh, I wouldn't be considered monstrous. You know what I mean? I could never, and Kirk, I think, I think, uh, Chuck, you had the same problem. Chuck's a little shorter. Now I will say this, Chuck to his everlasting credit, got a 600 raw squat at what body weight to. 215. To what? 215. I was, I couldn't fill up 220 that day because I was too soft to do it, (laughs) but yeah. Yes, he didn't want it. He didn't want it bad enough, Jim. Chuck, man. But I don't know why but he got this. He he got the six hundred raw squat. Yeah. Which that's great at that body weight. That's 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 really that's great. great. It would have been greater if you'd lost down to one ninety eight and done it. That yeah. would have been triple squat. That would have been balls out. And you got a, a four hundred raw bench, right? Yeah. 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 And what was your best dead? Well, I pulled 660 in the gym, Marty. Um, 660. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And that's only four, 40 pounds under. Under allowing that bar. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're allowed in the it's bar, pretty, Chuck. If you don't deadlift yeah. 700, you're not allowed to give advice. No. Well, I always thought I couldn't drink in the bar, so I always pictured myself sitting out back on a lawn chair going, hey, Jimmy, hey, Jimmy, come out for a minute. Yeah, you'll be out of the picnic table. <laughs> yes, you'll be out of the picnic tables out back. Yes. JP, JP, what we're talking about is Jim Steele has always had this, this dream of someday opening a bar yes. that would have a back room that would only be open to now you Jim you had said Maryland lifters who had deadlifted 700 or more well it was it was a gym so, in the front and a bar in the back all right like a speakeasy uh, gym in the front bar in the I back love that. Yeah. And, and then I had and that, was his, rules. that was his dream I had yeah. some rules like only Leonard Skinner is allowed to play <laughs> Kirk is the honorary president you know the whole thing <laughs> and that was to give advice to anybody you have to if it's your woman you got to pull 405 or over and if you're a man you got to deadlift 700 or over so it's it's been morphed into if you're not 700 if you don't deadlift 700 you're not even allowed in 
So Chuck's always been like, man, I still can't get in. <laughs> That's right. Well, nor, nor should he be allowed. I always said, you know, we probably have, I did a, I did a fast, I did a, in my head, I said, okay, if we had a 700 club for Maryland lifters, how many guys do you think would get in? And I'm like going through my brain going, well, you know, don't forget uh, Hank and uh, don't forget, uh, you know, this one and that one. And I'm coming up with a number around 20. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Uh, but, you know, I'm thinking to myself, even with that 20, I know for absolute certain that a fight would break out. With the, all those 700 pound lifters in there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. One of the rules was you're allowed there to There would fight. be a fight breakout. You're allowed well, to fight. There would be, there, there would be, there would be one instantly. Um, yeah. You got to go out back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Oh, great. Out back where I am. Yeah. And just mm. push Chuck out <laughs> at the picnic table. And then, you know, and then Chuck they got to see hands. Chuck, and yo, I've got it. I've got it. Chuck can be the bartender. You'd be a good bartender, Chuck. Yeah, I he would be. Fancy, but I, I could be a good bartender. Yeah. Yeah. You listen. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like being you know, a drummer, Chuck. I, what, what, are you, <laughs> what are your future plans? Uh, my future plans, Mark? Yes, you're the guest. Man. Yeah, you're the <laughs> guest, brother. Well, as. as, as, as now, listen, you don't necessarily have to have any, okay? I, as Jimmy likes to point out, I'm retired, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, deserve it, deservedly. Now, I, you know, I'm not I'm not much different from you guys. I, I like to think of myself as Marty Gallagher light, still learning. But I, I like to write. I like to train. That's never going to change. Neither one of those two things is ever going to change. The, the one thing that I've sort of learned about myself over the years it, is I would rather, in a lot of ways, work with beginner and intermediate type yeah. lifters. Yeah. Like, I always say, like, if you're squatting. Then, then, then what? Then the really advanced guys that you can work with, Marty. Yeah, I would a, agree with that. A, a guy squatting even, like, over 500 pounds or something. I'm like, well, you got a pretty good idea what to do. Just go do that or go see somebody like Marty that can take you to 800. Um mm -hmm. But so I like I like working with a lot of beginners and intermediates. I mean, if they're eager and willing and don't have a thousand excuses. Um, so also, also, they're the hardest to squeeze gains out of. And if you can squeeze gains out of beginners, elite are easy. Yeah, especially a motivated one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's easy to get gains for advanced, for the advanced guys. Most of the advanced guys, the what I bring to the party is I take them back to, you know, those ultra basics that they either never learned or they learned them wrong. And to them, that's like, wow, this is so refreshing, you know. And it's like, yeah, that's that's what we do. Um, but you know, I, yeah, working with the beginners, I love that because it's again they're the hardest to get the games from. Chuck, is that who you're primarily working with at core? You're doing uh, beginner and intermediate. I w yeah, I'd say so mostly, JP. I mean, occasionally I'll get a pretty good competitive lifter that wants to train with me, mm. um, but uh, 
Yeah, mo mostly beginners and intermediate. I mean, that's where you can also make a little bit of money. I mean, how often is some gonna, some elite lifter going to come walking in to me? I think they're going to seek out somebody <laughs> like Marty or, or Jim a little bit more often than that. Um, but, yeah. Well, most of them don't have any money anyway. That's true. That's true. Actually, so, that, so you have a place in uh, Wayne, Pennsylvania. It's called Core. What, so, so a little space, or what is it? What you no, I don't, you know what, man. It's probably a little bit deceiving in some ways, but it's nice. I used to have a little commercial gym when I was working for Jim at Penn. Thank mm. God he came along and offered me a, a job because I was not making much money with my gym and uh, working for. Working, I keep saying Jim and Jim and messing up here, but working for Jim at Penn um, provided me with some income during those couple of years there and um, really kept things afloat. But eventually, thank God, before COVID, I closed the commercial gym and put most of the equipment in my house. And um, so I still train a few people from home and take on, but it, there's no open gym. There's no just come train when you want. It's a max of yeah. time in my place. Now, now, when people come over for the first time and you're going to meet them, are you sitting in a dark room and you know you say, <laughs> "Well, come on in and let me see what's what's going on," and turn around, turn around, spin around a little bit. You know what I do, I do not that, but I do take a lot that I've learned from Marty and Jim and, and try to apply. And I'm not coddling anyone, man. I've gotten older and grouchier and I just can't take the excuses and stuff. So, I, you know, I do want to hear about your injuries and stuff so that we can work around them, but come on, don't lead with everything that's wrong with you and why you can't do anything. Why'd you even come over? Right. Um, right. So. Got to yeah. weed them out ahead yeah. of time. And that's exactly what Marty and Jim is always saying. They do not want to work with people like that. If you come to them with that, you're gone. Yeah. Or, conver or, con or conversely, conversely, putting it in a positive frame is that if somebody's motivated, you can work with them at any level. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like saying, put your passion, if your passion's not doing this, and you got passion for something else, put 100% into that because you surely ain't doing 100% right now. Yeah. And I used to feel like I needed the money so I would take anybody on and it just made me so miserable. And man, I'm not the most patient person in the world. Um, so I've gotten better at weeding them out. Man, I saw I saw Jim, how the tough love <laughs> he would give these football players. And I thought, man, it's okay to be like this. I got to be more of myself here. Yeah, well, kids are right. Man, they want that discipline. You yeah, just make them know they want it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they don't know they want it till, and the right ones do want that, and they stick around. You know, I wanted Marty when he was training me back in the day to just put the weight on the bar, and I got to where I wouldn't even ask. I would just think, you know, he knows my capabilities. He thinks I can make this lift. I'm just going to get as mentally ready as I can and go up there and make the lift. Yeah, and you trusted him. That's right. And, yeah. It does take a little time. To a lot of people did that with you, Marty. Ed Cohn did that with you, right? Oh, he, yeah. He said, Marty, you pick. I only want to know. I am. And that I was. Out, lost it on that day. That's a true. Yeah, that's a story. Uh, yeah. When, when Ed Cohn totaled the 2,400, <clears throat> yeah. 
uh, you don't coach him. You, you're like the head of the pit crew right. for a race car, right? You got about eight guys. Chuck, were you ever part of that? Not those high-level meets that you were coaching. I didn't meet you till after that, Marty. Yeah, and you'd have – Eddie always travel – Eddie or Doug would always travel with the entourage of guys, training partners, and you'd direct them because it would be like – it was all about timed warm-ups in the warm-up room. And you wanted to allow five minutes. And if a guy, and you know, a guy who's starting with, you know, nine forty, might need eight warmups, right? So you got to time that out because you don't want to get him warmed up too fast because then he gets cold, and you sure don't want to warm him up too close to when he's got a lift because then he's rushed, and, um, and that's the worst. So, and then on top of that, <clears throat> right at the last minute, uh, it says, um, I need you to pick my lifts. I don't want to know what they are. And he waves his hand at me like that. No and pressure. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he turns around and walks away. And his right-hand guy from Chicago, I'm like, dude, you know, help me out here. What are we doing? So um, he made seven for nine that day and was happy. And he totaled, 20, that's the day he totaled 2,400, 2,402, one at 220, weighing 219 with a 902, 901 deadlift. So I was his coach that day. That is a Forrest Gump moment. Now, Marty, after, after the fact, did you and, uh, and Ed talk, I mean, about the weights that you selected? Did he feel that it was just perfect? Did he say, yeah, thank you, you know, you went that's a little not, aggressive? That's, but no, got... that's not, no, that's not. How, the way how did that, that go? It's, there was no anything. It was just like gone. Like, like a head nod? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, something like that, yeah. Something like that. We were not... Uh, Overly demonstrative with one another, I guess. There was no hugging. Kind of, uh, kind of anticlimactic, <clears throat> no. huh? Oh, not really. Yeah, it's just I'm not really. In, I'm not. I'm not really into hugging. You know. Yeah. yeah. Right, Chuck. Talking. <laughs> we we didn't do a lot of hugging, did we? No, no. I didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, but but with the, with the cone uh, twenty four hundred, I mean, that's that was a huge event, though. I just thought there'd be oh. more to it afterwards. It's a, it's a different. No, 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 no. Honestly, that's just like another day at the office because you yeah. know, at the time, Ed's like thinking, you know, I'm going to do more than this. Right. Yeah. No one knew at the time that was the peak. Yeah, totally uh, and then what right. happened is, is that yeah, he tore a hamstring and he was not able to to deadlift sumo anymore. Yeah. And he did great after that doing conventional, but it was never the same. I think he would have pulled 950 weighing 220 mm. if he hadn't wrecked the hamstring. Crazy. Maybe a 240. Certainly a 242. He would have pulled 950. Yeah. But he tore that. Uh, I'll tell you one crazy Czech story that this is a good one. So we were lifting at the AAU and um, in Richmond and they had the, they had some pretty good, they drew some pretty good lifters. And one year they actually drew some Russians. <clears throat> Remember this Chuck? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and you competed against this Russian dude. And the guy was good. Yeah. He was hard. Man. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, make a long story short, came down to the deadlift. And Chuck had a rough first attempt. I'm going to say it was 600. 
and he needed, I believe, 633 or 622 to take the lead. And he was using conventional style and he didn't make it. And so third attempt, if he made it, he would win. He would tie the guy and win on body weight. So he said, so he said, I'm going to pull sumo. Wow. In the meat. And I went, wow. And I said, uh, what? And he said, I'm going to pull sumo. And I said, well, let's go like with 135 and get warmed up. And the guy goes, oh, Chuck Miller in the hole. Oh, man. Right. So he's third up. Yeah. No time to warm up. So I said, you're really going to do? Yeah, I'm going to do I'm going to do this. I said, all right, well, uh, great. Um, go, go on out there and have a have a good miss and, you know, make it dramatic as you, you can't budge it from the floor. So, again, make a long story short. He makes it by the skin of his teeth. If a mosquito had landed on the bar, it would have collapsed, but he made it. And he ran off the platform and he jumped on me. <laughs> and I was like, get the hell off me, you sweaty pig. And uh, yeah, that was just a, yeah, third time. Never seen it before or since. Yeah. The guy switches, goes, I'm going to go to sumo. And then makes it. Uh, that's um, that's crazy. That's that's Rain Man kind of stuff. Chuck, yeah. had you trained for sumo? I had trained both of them, JP. Okay. And um, Marty always encouraged me to train conventional. I do believe more in conventional, man. It just builds more muscle. It's it's really the more fun way to deadlift, if that makes any sense. I just yeah. feel like more of a man when I pull conventional. Um, but yeah. I have pretty good leverage for sumo. And I just thought maybe that would give me a little extra kick. What the hell I was doing wasn't working. So right. uh, <laughs> I just wanted to ah, Yeah, that was crazy. Well, uh, like who I can said, argue? You got it, it, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was a big, again, it wasn't nothing like 622 or 633. I mean, it was a good, good weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was a clutch, clutch lift. Uh, yeah, it's just a yeah. uh, weird, weird situation. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think if there was anybody else that, <clears throat> yeah, um, Chuck was also would attend some of the festivities we'd have. I had a lot of visits from um, the boys in Virginia Beach. They would come up and spend a weekend oh, yeah. and we'd train. Yeah. And so um, Chuck would all, because, you know, we'd, we'd feast, we'd eat. So we were always, you know, man, I remember one, one night we were there, there were like six of us. Chuck, you might've brought your girl that night. I can't remember. But we ate and ate and ate and ate. And, oh man, we had eight dishes. It was like an Italian Christmas. Nice. And uh, and everybody lifted really, really well, really, really well. They came up and stayed with me. We lifted at a competition on Saturday. They, they hung out on Sunday, then we went back. But they came in on Friday, and everybody weighed in. And after they weighed in, they were like, we're famished. We're starving fetus. And we stuffed them, man. We, they were, we killed them with food. Everyone says, I'm like, no moss, 
but we just want to watch Netflix. Well, one night at one of those, my, th- my Davis came up and stayed with it. He slept on the floor. Yeah. Oh God, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. One night at one of those gatherings, I can't remember. I always wonder if I actually did this or if I just talked about it. But I, took, <laughs> I took um, I I was in band in middle school for a couple of years, and I learned yeah, how to you did it. Two songs on the saxophone. I could play a yeah. elementary song called "Shoe Fly" on the saxophone. Now also the the uh, Australian. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if somebody had a saxophone up there and I played it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a sax. Yeah, yeah. And you played it. Yeah. Played Who it. could it be now? Right. Yes, yes. Men at work. Men at work. Yeah, yes. men at work. And he kept playing it. And we kept, he was drinking. Chuck is not a good drinker. <laughs> so if you get him drinking, you can have some unexpected consequences. Yes. And so I had a uh, tenor sax laying around and um, he just lit it up and he just kept going and we just kept feeding them beer and he just kept, he was, un- he was inexhaustible. And um, yeah, it was a, that was a strange I evening. But just that opening six notes, Jimmy, then I oh, forget it. That's it. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. yeah. We couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. And it was that we left them go. We just go. Just play play to your heart's content. And so, yeah, that was a strange that was a strange episode. <laughs> uh Chuck's built his legs primarily through um biking on uh one of those little bikes with the banana seat nape hanger handlebars, right, Chuck? Yeah, I mean I you know, my legs were probably my best strongest and most developed body part when I even started lifting and those hills in West Virginia as a kid biking. I mean, I had, I had pretty big legs on me, really. I mean, I'm not bragging there. I've seen bigger, but you can build some legs riding a bike up some really steep hills. Yeah, really. Chuck, your bike had to have had the big orange flag at the top, right? Mm. It did. It did. Not <laughs> white foot, white I wrecked it and I'd come over the handlebars all bent up. My mom would be like. <laughs> <laughs> did you have big old fenders? Oh, it was a, that bike was a mess, JP. Uh, yeah. Chuck and I had some killer work. Every Sunday, Chuck and I would squat. Yeah. In football, we'd do seven sets of seven yep. with – I mean, if we had forty-five second rest, it was it was a lot, right? The goal was. Would to, that be so? What do you do, what do you do on seven sets of seven? You like start at one thirty-five, and what what do you do? No, we would, I mean, we would stay pretty constant. Warm ups. We would stay pretty constant. No, so that seven eight. sets of seven after warm up. After warm up. After after. Oh, so after warming up, you do seven sets of seven. Yeah. Forty-five second rest. Oh my god. Oh man. What kind of uh, what kind of weight were you handling, Chuck? For how many reps? Oh, seven spot. reps. Okay. So, what? How, how many? Uh, what kind of poundage were you handling, Chuck, for seven we, sets of seven? Not that much, Jim. What we have on there? We start off at, we'd start off at two twenty-five, and then we would do a couple yeah. sets of that, and then we would put a ten on, then we put another five on, then we put a ten. Okay. On. Yeah. 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 Humane yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's work. Yeah. But Especially with uh, short rest period. Yeah, man, we were smoked. Oh, <laughs> we go a out there. Slam board too. We did it on a slam board. 
And and the thing about the thing about training with Jim is like some people talk about how they train and then you go train with them and it's entirely different and you're sort of disappointed. I mean, I want the workout. I can clown around all you want, have a podcast, whatever, but I want the the workout to be serious, man. I got whatever, 30 minutes or however long we're going to put into this. Result producing. And I want it to be meaningful. And man, Jim. Like one time we were inclined benching and I just made a little comment that my grip felt off and you could tell Jimmy didn't give a shit about my grip. Um, you know, you don't talk during those workouts. It's you go, I go, and you be better be ready. Don't be messing around with your water bottle or your towel. Um, yeah. Change the weights when it's your turn to change the weights, be ready to spot. I mean, I love training that way. And you know. see, and see, and see you later. Yeah, no, yeah. Marty, 12 minutes sometimes. We're, we're like, I'm yeah. serious, man. And, and we're yeah. just, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. And you, and you go, like, hey, watch me crush myself in 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a gift. Yeah. I that's can't, what it I, takes, though. That's what it takes. That's why I just mostly train by myself. I can't find anybody like Jim or no. you around here, Marty. No. And then I'd be like, all right, man, let's no. go to the office and have a couple of beers. Yeah. <laughs> And Chuck hadn't been used to drinking yeah. every day, so, so yeah, a, yeah. I, I could never corrupt him on that. He always was. He would be like a. He was. I tell you what. He was a good designated driver. <laughs> With the Civic, though, right? Right now, it depended. That was he was my car too. He yeah. would be the. He would. He would usually be my driver when I needed to get somewhere like you know putting on a seminar or yeah. you know whatever we did different things right yeah yeah, you, yeah. we went on a lot of, we went on a lot of trips oh th- that trip over to west virginia marty you spent that ho- we drove from waynesboro waynesboro pennsylvania to wheeling west virginia it's several like five hour drive and man marty told me stories about all jim cash and yeah and Kenny Fantano and all these guys the whole way over there. I was mesmerized. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always just so surprised at, at Marty's retention of all this information, especially the numbers. You know, he can just rattle off numbers that guys did in, in a meet, you know, back in the, the 60s and 70s. And, oh, this only, guy did that. Only, thing, only, things that, only in things that matter to me. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I sit in my house right now. I cannot tell you what direction north is. I'm directionally <laughs> challenged. Right. I can't tell you what the na- name of the next street over is. Yeah. So I have like, I have really excellent strengths, but I also have these offsetting weaknesses, which my wife continually reminds me of more so. No, that's an attribute. I deservedly. Think all of us have. Deservedly. Deservedly. <laughs> deservedly have the ability so, uh, well i want to ask chuck, chuck something else real yeah, quick go ahead man so so chuck you're 51 so you got any uh meats on the horizon are you done with that what are you doing i i don't know jp i'm not saying no never but um i don't want to get myself so injured that I can't I, now I just appreciate the fact that I can still train. There's not a movement I've had to eliminate. Jimmy, I, this is amazing, but I was having a little shoulder discomfort and 
I had tried some bunch of different things and nothing was working. And I started behind the neck pressing something everybody tells you not to do. Right. My shoulders feel, my shoulders feel great. Yeah. I'm not going very <laughs> heavy, but anyway, to answer your question, JP, I, I may compete in powerlifting again at some point. I can see me having an itch to do something uh, kind of like Marty did, you know, when we did that meet together well, down the stretch. But, also, can you bench? Of course. Well, then you just, you could just do that. You could just do bench meets. You're a good bencher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I may compete at some point, but I just, I do, I love being able to train and, and not having to like really modify or make a ton of compromises to my training. And I just don't want to go so nosebleed heavy that yeah. I screw myself well, up. Can't do you got time to think about it. You're retired now. You know you got plenty of time to think. And if 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 if, if you're not on fire for big weights, you have no business messing around with them. One hundred percent. One hundred percent, Marty. Well, he just they will hurt you. You tore your quad off the bone, didn't you? I did. I did, Jimmy. Well, that may have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, but I feel good, man. Oh, well, that 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 was nothing to tell him about your football injury well i had a tibial plateau fracture which is not a pretty injury so i i've had my share of injuries and um you know i don't like to talk about them that much i think i got that more from you jim too like if you talk about something you'll talk it into existence yeah. so um you know everybody gets injured and you just rehab it the best you can and try to try to come back and do the things you want to do. But um, I, I mean, as I've gotten older, I have said to myself, you're not invincible dummy. And um, you want to keep doing this your whole life. All your friends train. This is who you are. You mess yourself up to the point where you can't train. And then what are you going to have? Yeah. So and yeah, real, you think more and more real, about real fat. Yeah. You think more and more along those lines as you get older. Yeah. So, all right. Well, well, I think we've pretty well rung it out. That's the, uh, yeah, that's the Chuck Miller reunion show. Hey, can I give one, now, quick, can I give one quick little plug JP? Yeah. Well, go ahead. I mean, yeah, you've got, yeah. uh, you've got multiple things going on Oh, aside I don't, I don't from being that, retired. Right. So go ahead. I mean, if, if anybody did want to like contact me about training, I mean, you got JP, you got, you got Marty and, and Jim right here on the same podcast. So, you know, if you're down to your third option here. Yeah. But they uh, might, they might enjoy your humor a little bit more. Uh, but I do have a website. And your accent. <laughs> core S and C like strength and conditioning core S and C.com. And I write a monthly column for my old friend, Stuart McRobert for a magazine he revived called hard gainer. I think it's hard gainer 2.0, but I write, I write a monthly column. And again, it's geared more, I would say, I mean, it's geared to a lot of people, but beginners and intermediate you know, benefit well from hard gainers ever graduate. Do you ever become like a moderate gainer or an easy gainer or do you? I, I'm a, I, I've, I've graduated Marty. Okay. <laughs> You guys, you guys have secret handshake. Uh, I think I think some people do, man. I think some people do. But so, so, so Chuck's doing some writing for us too. And if you, uh, oh, if yeah. if oh. we've we've posted a bunch of things, yeah, different uh, 
things we got him writing about that well, uh, the that latest, you guys don't what's necessarily... the latest what's the latest topic what's the latest topic you know what the one i just finished marty and i i think it's really cool now i don't know that you'd be into this that much but jimmy would look at it Probably and laugh. um i just wrote one on every people are always asking me how to warm up and I, warm ups are boring to me i'm like well you could just go start squatting but anyway i mean that's not sufficient for everyone that's kind of what i don't practice what it's I'm you know we're having chuck do a lot of um it's kind of like low-hanging fruit let, let us not assume that everybody that comes to read articles is you know an intermediate person right. or advanced you know we have plenty of beginners too and i don't want to leave those folks out so you know, Chuck's got a uh, article called "How to Start Weightlifting," where he goes through all the the ways that that you can you can start safely. Uh, he's got one on how to do a kettlebell swing and you know best dumbbell tricep workouts, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, um, and that so if you're looking for that warm ups, what we did at Penn with with the athletes, Jim right. recognized a fair right. So right, yeah, so lots of good stuff, and at the bottom. Uh, we also put his website address and also the, uh, the link for hard gainer 2.0 and all that stuff. If, if you, uh, want to check out more of his stuff, um, and you're doing online training too. Right? I do. I do. I'm, I'm not, uh, as I, I like to really be hands-on with somebody when I can, but yeah. I will do online training if somebody wants to. Yeah. Okay. But for motivated people only. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Must be. So if you, if you want online training from uh, Mr. Chuck Miller, go ahead and get on his site, coresnc.com and uh, send him an email. And if you'd like to see, uh, read some of Marty's uh, fine work, just go to Iron Company, go to the uh, article section, go to raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. And uh, his latest and article is what's it called speed and strength right i don't know yeah it's speed and strength uh two I, sides I of the write same them point. and forget them yeah yeah okay that was a good one yeah i like that yeah uh Very also good. um my my wife has put together this aircraft carrier of a website functional hyphen strength dot org yeah, well, you better look at it and get back to her, or she'll cut your gonads off. I think she just redid the whole site, right? Oh man, you ought to see this thing. It's like I gotta go check it out. And she's been working on it for like six months. Yeah, well, I and remember when she started like, the first. One. I, 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 oh man, I'll tell you. I, anyway, it's been well, difficult for Marty. Let's put it that way. And then. Uh, and, uh, it's good if, to see it launched. And then they can go to your Instagram page, Marty. It's at Correct. the Marty Gallagher. Okay. Yeah. And any, anybody looking anybody looking for gym equipment or flooring, rubber flooring, gym flooring, uh, check out ironcompany.com. You know, we're also fully loaded up right now with rubber hex dumbbells in, in all sizes, mm. pretty much. Yeah. Urethane hex dumbbells. Those. Solid steel. I th Marty, I think you like the solid steel <clears throat> urethane dumbbells. Basketball. Yeah, with the, I like, and, and they have the, I like the ones that have sort of the, um, how do you describe the handles curve in the middle? Yeah, like the contoured. 
Yes, contoured. That's the word I was looking for. I love those. It feels so well, good in your hands. Then you'll like the rubber hex or the, the urethane hex done mm. those. And then uh, Jimmy Steele just got some of our bumpers. How do you like those bumpers? Excellent, man. Excellent. You know, it's funny because we always had York ones and they're composite. Uh -huh. They bounce all over the place. And, and how many kids have dropped a clean and then bounce back and hit them in the shins? You know, these are solid. Right. And you drop them and they just stay. You know, they're really great. And uh, oh, yeah, well, ours are the virgin rubber, which are more compact. They're dead bounce. Now, the ones you're talking about are real good. Uh, they're made out of the recycled crumb rubber, which makes for a bulkier plate, a much a higher bounce. They bounce all over the place. They're very durable. They're very good plates, but it's kind of a different, uh, whole different animal. Yeah, we love them. We love them. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Um, What's uh, Steele's latest article? How to drink oh, whiskey? Oh, he's, he's got all kinds of stuff. Well, the, the latest one, I'll have the How to clean a duck. The second. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'll have it to him next week is, is basically training around injuries, knee sleeves, yep. sleeves all that stuff and training yep. no yep. matter what. And you can always do something yep. and some motivational stuff in there about that. Yeah, yeah. If you get a leg injury time for an upper body specialization program. Yeah. And then Marty and had vice versa. And Marty told me this years ago, good. Set a PR on your bench. Your, your knees, right. yep. knees messed up. Set a PR on your bench. Set a PR. <laughs> your yes. There's always something. <laughs> Perillo had an, an interesting take on it. He said, you've ever noticed that when a guy injures their best body part, they can bring up the weak body parts because all those nutrients that the strong body part was formerly like lionizing and taking now, because they're injured, they're not taking it. So if, you're smart enough to take advantage of being injured. You can bring up weak body parts, but you've got to keep your clean eating up and you have to train hard, which is difficult. If you have, if you have a broken leg, it's difficult loading and unloading a barbell. Sure. And you've got experience right. with that. Yeah. 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 Chuck, you do too. Oh, yeah. No, but what you're saying is true, Marty. I've had some of my best upper body work and really brought up weak points when I've had this or that injury to my lower body or my back and couldn't do those things that I always get down there and try to do something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Do you feel That's the enhanced nutrients? It's, it's, it's the uh, enhanced nutrients you feel that, uh, that gives you the, gives you kind of a, uh, you know the 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 an advantage i guess when you're injured well you got to well, do something right you can't just the, quit training upper the, body too. and this 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 the strong body parts are no longer taking the lion's share taking the protein and the, the hormones and yeah because because yeah. now they're offline yeah right they're yeah. offline they don't need it anymore so now's the time okay let's let's keep that same density of nutrients coming in but now let's hit some of the weak body parts Boom, all of a sudden, that's that's how Dorian Yates, I don't want to get too far into it, but that's how he bought up his upper body when he got his leg injury doing doing the squat. Uh, it's an interesting story. Well, we'll get into another time. I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to quit we'll, training my calves. Maybe, maybe we'll get him on. We'll see if we can get Dorian Let's go. on. Let's get him on. Yeah, he takes, well, I, I he wish you'd reach call. out to him. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure uh, where he resides. I think he's yeah. overseas. He might be in Spain, right? Spain, yeah. I think so, yeah. Spain. Man, I want to yeah, come. all right. Well, anyway. Can I just sit there like that guy on um, Johnny Carson's show that never said anything? I'll just Ed come back. <laughs> yeah, of Doc, course. Doc Severinsen. Yeah. <laughs> you can just sit there and go, hey, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got to get it. You got to get your bronze tan back. Oh, yeah. How are you doing on your tan? <laughs> it's, it's it's early in the season yet, Marty. But yeah, Marty. okay, all right, yeah. all right. But August. Me, we're we're going to expect big things by August. Me, I, you know, Ed Cohn once Ed Cohn once said my hair was my best body part. I would say that your tan was your best body part, Chuck. Yeah, yeah. You do have amazing hair, Marty. I mean, that's <laughs> Well, Cone said one. Cone said one time. He said, "Somebody, let's see. We're going to put some color on you. Put some chalk on your legs. <laughs> We're going to color him up a little bit. Put some chalk on his legs." That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Furness called and said, "You know that really white boy." <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. All right. All right. Good one. Well, Thank you, Chuck. Uh, I, oh I'll man. Be- I was expecting Dr. Ryan Chow, but this was okay. Well, he's yeah. next week. Man, thank you guys so much. I, you're 150 deep and scraping the barrel here to get to me, but thank you so much. <laughs> Whatever I am, I wouldn't be it without you guys. I love you guys. All right, baby. Man, we love you. Hey, can you we guys just stay on for a minute you. after JP signs off? Can y'all stay on for a minute? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. All See right. You. I'll be the same. All right. I'm JP.